Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. I was uh, deep in thought. I missed my cue. <laughs> so just envision I came out about seven seconds earlier. Um, this is awesome. I, I, you guys are heroes. The people that come on New Year's Day, heroes, heroes to me. To be in the house, in the family of God, is just so powerful. I've been writing my journal, and I just drew a heart, and I put a heart for the family. I have a heart for the family. A heart for the family of God. And that's what this is. Is we come together, we want to calibrate our minds towards what is most true, what is eternal, what is going to last forever. And we get invited to a party, and that just lasts for a moment. But when God's party comes to its full fulfillment, we will party and dance forever. Last week on Christmas, we had an awesome opportunity. We, uh, a lot of us, we were at our homes and it was great. And some of us that maybe we had a little bit more time or space in our schedule, we gathered here in a parking lot at 11 in the morning. And I want you to check out this video of just us going out in the city. Look at this team, doll to bear the frigid, freezing winter conditions to go love people on Christmas. Take that type of love to people. I believe grace and love runs too. Quote here, at Cutie, we met four women. They were excited to go to see their families after work, especially the one that had 11-year-old sister. The woman told me that she didn't feel much appreciated ever at work, let alone on the holidays, and this meant so much to her. At Speedway, one woman in particular started crying a little, and they all said it was so sweet that they appreciated us tremendously. We showed up at City Life, was one person's uh, story, showed up at City Life thinking that they were having service, and turns out they were giving gifts to families instead. So me having having no type of clue what was going on, uh, was put on a team with three amazing people and man, the joy that they brought this family was amazing. I was happy to be a part of something greater than myself. I hope to do more. Merry Christmas. He was so excited. He played with his Nerf guns for a while. It was awesome. It was an awesome reminder of how people love to belong and how we are able to love on them as a family, encourage them, share hope with them. It was awesome. There's a story with Rhett when he went to McDonald's to buy a bunch of gift cards. And it has said this, two nights before Christmas, I can pull up the picture of Rhett. And we didn't get uh, approval to use the guy's face yet. So uh, you'll see uh, just a blob over his face as it pulls up. And uh, when we get approval, we'll put it online. But he said, take a selfie and just send it to the Eternal team. And it was so cool. So two nights before Christmas, I went to McDonald's to pick up some gift cards to give out on Christmas Day. Do we, do we not have that picture? Okay, she's getting it. Give it up for Caitlin. She does an awesome job back there. Come on, give it up for her. Everybody who's back in the tech. The only time you hear about tech is if something goes wrong. And so we need to celebrate them, period. Well, there we go. Here's this guy. Two nights before Christmas, I went to McDonald's to pick up some gift cards to give out on Christmas Day to those working. Honestly, I just wanted to get the gift cards and go home. 
it was late, past 10 p.m. Getting $55 gift cards does not take two seconds. I'm trying to engage in conversation with joy at the register, but my heart is elsewhere. That is until individual comes up and asks, what are you doing? That conversation sparked a fire. We talked a little bit about the beautiful mess of loving people, where they are at, and how a $5 gift card does matter. He talked about how he has donated in the past to help those in need. And somehow our conversation weaved into real estate, but the former conversation must have thrust him to do what he did next. Mid-conversation, he pulls out his wallet and hands me two $100 bills. I was like, bro, uh, uh, I don't even know you. I fumbled it over my words, but it didn't matter. Love dominated. We united. We snapped a selfie. And after he left, I'm sitting there with $200. I thought, well, he actually didn't say what to do with these. So I set one on the bills of the counter and said to the four employees who had gathered, I don't know if you guys witnessed what happened, but the individual never really said what to do with these. So this is for you. Game changer. The two guys, maybe early 20s, they were just floored. One was at the brink of tears. Are you serious? One lady said, over in the drive-thru deeper. She goes, oh my gosh, wasn't I just telling you that I had to go to Jackson for Christmas but had no gas money? See, I told you, God does provide. That's just what happened last week. That is so exciting. It's a game changer. You guys, thank you for your heart. I'm excited to be a part of this team. It is an honor and a privilege to be with people that care so much about just breaking down the walls, breaking down the barriers, getting close to people right where they're at. We often use a term here. We say, we want to be good news where life exists. And so your life day to day, you can be good news where life exists. So you don't have to wait for the good news here. You can take the good news everywhere. And nowadays, we got the luxury and the privilege of having an iPhone or uh, Android in your pocket. And so you could take sermons as you go. You can take messages as you go. You got so many different things to constantly renew our brains as we think about 2017. As we prepare to give this morning, I want to start in a way that is not forceful, but inviteful and adventurous. Something so amazing happens when we connect with what's on God's heart. And God's heart is people. But I'll tell you what, when God's coming back for people, he's coming back for a specific person. And that is a people group, which he calls his church. It's the bride. And he's very serious about his bride. He loves his bride. It's the place that people can find their destiny and their calling in him. And yes, he meets people right where they're at in dreams sometimes, and he shows up in their job and their workplaces. But I'm telling you, he grows individuals in the family of God. And too often, what we do as innocent bystanders, here's what we do with God. We say, I want all the benefits of a family, but you know, I don't really want to come only when it's just a reunion. I tell you, I want to see us alive in 17 like never before. And I know what can catalytically impact your life to do that. And that is being connected and growing in the family in the heartbeat of God. Yes, it's going to be messy. What family isn't? Yes, it's going to have times when you're stretched. What family doesn't? But you're going to have times when you grow and you, and you find yourself checking out of Facebook for a moment and you connect to the things that are on God's heart. And it's just like when you go camping. Yeah, it was probably some fights, but you talked about it for the rest of your life. That's what this is like. That's what, that's what it's like. We show up early sometimes and, 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 we, and we don't feel like setting up wires. And, and, but it's okay because we find ourselves invited into God's story. How you doing? He fell right there. Is he doing okay? Look at that. He's a hero. He tripped. He was, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I was like, you know, the kids, the dad, it's the dad vibe in me. I never had that. It's a totally new sense once you get it. Uh, some people have it, I, I think, before they have children. I didn't. Um, 
Anyways, there's three types of ways that you can give this morning. You can give in the envelopes through cash, check, or card. You can give online, citylifelancing.com. I want to challenge you. You want to make your life so intentional. Scripture teaches us that where you put your money, your heart follows. I want my heart connected to the bride, not just border, water, and light. And so they got auto pay. What about the local church? It's just a little challenge this morning. Invite you in what God's doing. You can do that right online. You can set up an account at text at citylife um, at mogive.com. And you just follow the link and you attach your card. And it's exciting. I want to use my dollars for um, just the Great Commission. Discipleship. I think about, I mean, we didn't even know each other outside of the bride. Every relationship that I have that is uh, eternally, constantly driving me towards something greater I found all in in the local church and it wasn't fast it was slow but it was beautiful and there's oak trees everywhere all right so you're hearing that hopefully you're excited about it let's pray give me team you can come out front you can fill out your connect card if you have prayer requests please write them down we care about it and first time guests you can take that card right out to the table they're going to give you a gift right after service Jesus thank you so much for the opportunity to give today I pray that we would not feel pressure, but we would feel that we're invited into an adventure to not let our money rule us, but to let you have complete control over every area of our life, especially our finances. God, we give in faith. We give asking for your mercy to utilize it for the development of people spiritually. God, have your way. God, for each Connect card that's being filled out, each person that's thinking about joining the Dream Team or getting in a root group, let today be a day that they feel the Holy Spirit saying, come a little closer. Come on, dive in. It's okay. I got you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you that we get to be a part of your mission and your leading. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Light it down.
2017, here we are. Something about the, when the calendar changes, you start to really evaluate your life. What don't I want carrying into the next year? What could I change? How can I be better? How can I improve? What relationship decisions can I make? Can I make financial improvements? All these things. I saw a quote online. It was so cool. It was a Facebook post that said, there's no way I'm missing church this morning. My 2017 is going to be a blessing and not spam. 11 a.m. city life. Oh, and I need to make sure the Lord doesn't forget that Detroit is playing today too. Okay? That's cool. That's cool. That's 2017, right? It's good to get focused and think, all right, what do we want to achieve? We want to start out right. We want to be tight. We want to focus. I'm here to tell you at the end of 16, man, I already lost 10 pounds. 10 pounds, all right? 10 pounds. You can celebrate that. But I'll tell you what, it's all junk because here's the truth. I lost 10 pounds because I was sick. And I'm going to create a bunch of goals this year. And you know what? I'm going to miss them. It's true. Didn't you have goals in 15? Didn't you have goals in 14? Didn't you want to do something in 13? Come on, that deck still hasn't been built on my house. Every year it carries over. And you know what? That deck will probably come someday, Lord willing. And I'm not giving up on the deck. But I hope today is not a day of goals. There's only one goal. That's to be known by God and to know God. Period. And so the truth is, we can develop all these plans, all of these goals, and that's awesome and it's powerful. But if we aren't careful, what will be at the end of all of our goals is either disappointment or ourself. And we left God out. Wouldn't that be horrible? That would be such a shame, so shallow. And so I'm driven. I got goals. I want to do things. And I recognize that a dream without a goal is just an illusion. But to have a goal without God is extremely dangerous. And to have a goal that somehow we think we will be better if we accomplished, what happens is when we fail, what do we feel like? A failure. And so our identity so subtly in our culture, and even carefully, if we, if we start to think that Jesus is like this, we start to pick up little things. If we aren't carefully walking, we start to pick up and think, man, I think Jesus is like a genie. If I do this right, he does this for me. Is that how it works? There's people that do stuff right and their life is cut short through some tragic event. There's people that will try so hard this year and will get to the end of it. And you know what? They will just miss their goals. Especially if they're dreamers, they'll always be thinking something more. I pray today that there's a rest in this place. There's a rhythm in this place from heaven that we understand just like seven represents completion. We recognize we are complete game, set, match in Christ, period. That's the beautiful, beautiful gospel. That's the good news is that we can be free, period. Free in Christ, new life in Christ. So we're going to look at God's word this morning that he's revealed through people, through prophets, through time. And sometimes the skeptics can think, well, God, why would he use people to write? And, and they're just broken. Why would I listen to what man writes? It's interesting. The Bible is filled with people exposing their own weaknesses, but the plan of God going through them. And so if you were going to write an autobiography on yourself, you would be tempted to leave out all of your bad parts. The Bible doesn't. It has crazy, crazy, explicit material of how individuals were losers and they always missed their goals. But there was a key component for anybody that accomplished anything great and significant for all of eternity. 
And that was the love of God working through and flowing through them and flowing through them. And I pray today that's the type of power that we tap into. We all want substance that's going to last. You want something so powerful. You want to do something so significant. Who doesn't? You know, you do something something so significant. Lean in this morning into this. Psalm 136 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. To him alone does great wonders for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who has spread out all the earth above the waters for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt for his steadfast love endures forever and brought Israel out from among them for his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two for his steadfast love endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it for his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrow, overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, somebody who's not happy with the election, you want to claim that verse, slow down though a little bit, for his steadfast love endures forever. And he killed mighty kings for his steadfast love endures forever. Why would God even do something like that? To understand the nature of us is in rebellion against God. Our sin is opposing God right in his face, mocking him. And he's given people so many chances to come back to him. People still choose false gods. I think even in this morning, we could be tempted to choose a false god. And you know what that false god could be? It could be as simple as a goal sheet and distractions to the one that wants all of our heart. And I think he's worth it. He's worth it. And that's why the psalmist writes here, his steadfast love endures forever so many times. And you know what? You, you hear scripture sometimes. You go to church, you listen to a preacher, you listen to the Bible online, or if you have or you haven't. What you have is sometimes you start to think it's monotonous. Like, okay, his steadfast love endures forever. I heard that, heard that one song. His steadfast love endures forever. Uh, what about my pain? What about my this? Hold up for a minute. Why don't we just look up the one who created everything? And I think we're going to find a little bit more power and a little bit more freedom and we're going to live a little lighter and we're going to have a little bit more rest because we're going to be focusing on his steadfast love, not yours, not mine. Shihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever. And God, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever and gave their land as a heritage for his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. There's a lot of attention on Israel right now. And I just want to speak on that just, just real quick. I, um, some people see it as an essential, like how we stand with Israel. And it is critical and imperative. And 
Um, there's, there, I, I, I want to just kind of, uh, I guess, broaden the spectrum without offending anybody this morning a little bit and just invite you in. When, when you see Israel in the New Testament, what that also means is you and me that aren't even a part of Israel and as children of faith. And so you see Gentiles being included into God's plan that he was setting apart a people for himself saying, look, look at my glory, look at my presence. Look, everyone's bad, but I'm gonna show you what I can do. And then Israel thought it was just for them alone. And God, he is awesome because he, he's like, he's like, what up? And he's like, what up? And he brings in the Gentiles, you and me. So we were outside the family. Now we're in the family. And so Israel is represented to me as I see it in scripture as people of faith. And yes, God holds dear to Pacific land uh, in that particular time. But the way we think of it is that God could only love these special people. The truth is God is loving people that, that are being oppressed. He's loving people on both sides of the border. And I just want to invite us to fly a little higher and see how Jesus did it. And Jesus, he wasn't as concerned with necessary territory. In fact, what Jesus said this, he said, I want you to go to take the good news to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And what that means is found me right when I was born in Pinckney, Michigan, moved to Mason, and now in Lansing. He found you right where you were at. And that's exciting because somebody doesn't have this special privilege or access anymore. You got to know that because what happens is you'll start to watch and follow some leaders, some people, and you'll start to feel like, I got to do it this one way, or we got to bless Israel a certain way. Look, yes, maybe, uh, but I know this. One thing I do know for sure, Jesus. I know Jesus, and Jesus likes people coming to him, all types of people. And so let's try to just be aligned with that a little bit. So when you see Israel, I want you to not see just a nation that you think in 2016. I want you to see you, so I'm going into 17, sorry. Where I want you to see you that you're invited into that story. His servant for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 23. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. It's my favorite part. For his steadfast love endures forever. And he rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. When we make it to that day, face to face with God forever through Jesus, it will be so amazing. There will be no more foes, no more tears, no more goal sheets. No more self-help books that you got to read. No more reading plan that you started that you failed. And please, I'm not advocating. Don't start reading plans. Do it. But don't be naive because 17 in December is going to come and then everyone's going to say, 18 is your year. <laughs> 18 is my year, pastor. 18 is my year. 17 was almost my year, but 18 is my year. Look, optimistic views are beautiful. If you're going to be anything, be positive. But let's also, in the house of God, in the family of God, live truth. And truth is, look, the wind and waves don't dictate our feelings alone. We see the one who is on the throne, who stands above it all. Period. Game, set, match. He gives food to all the flesh, all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 26, I love how this ends. Because if all of that is true, verse 26 could only end this way. Give thanks to God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. Is there anybody at City Life that is so grateful for God's steadfast love, not your steadfast love, that wants to give God thanks? I do. Jesus, thank you. 2017 is yours. It is yours. God, we are yours today. It's so beautiful. 
Anybody ever remember the show, um, Who's the Boss? Tony Danza? Young kids are like, what in the world? Look, it was a great show, right? It was a great show. I remember Tony Danza was so sweet. It's like he never aged. He had the accent. He was shredded. And <laughs> Some girls uh, right now is like looking at her husband like, that's not him. <laughs> Don't do that. Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's not good. Hey, check this though. Um, I think the question's good for us this morning. Who's the boss? If there's one thing I've learned in almost 37 years on this planet, it's I am not in charge. I am not in charge. And that is a good thing. Are you willing to say that today and believe it? That you're not in charge? Can you believe that this morning? Because then when you go to do your goals, you'll do your goals as if you're going to have to submit them to somebody who is in charge. So there is a higher authority that we have to report to. And it's not me and you. There's an authority that says, okay, God, what do you want? Whew. What do you want? What do you want with my time, my energy, my efforts? What if it looked less like a to-do list or self-help or self-health or job improvements? What about if it looked a little bit more like letting love lead us? Mercy, lead us. Compassion, lead us. And having a heart for people and his family. Just what if that's how we started out 17? That's what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of people that their invisible win is so much stronger than the visible win. So much stronger because it's not like, you know, your, your, your top-notch athletic club and we all get together and be like, yeah, what have you done lately? I've done this. What have you done? Hey, yeah. you keep with the Joneses. You come up to your back to your reunion. You got to get everything ready. You got to get your hair right. And, oh, that's fine. Like, look good, feel good, play good. I believe Deion Sanders' motto. I might even be prophetic. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you this, that it is not about coming to the table and saying, hey, what do you got, Rob? Here's what I got. What do you got? Hey, Joe, okay, where have I been? All right, I see where you're at. Where are we going? And uh, let me compare. You know what it's about? It's like, hey, I got a little bit more. I'm going to help you. Man, I got a little bit less, but I still can have contentment because I can have compassion. And I, yeah, I'm struggling at home, but I'm going to go tap into the one who has love. And then I'm going to start loving like he loves. And I'm going to have to unplug a little bit from this world because this world is starting to grab my attention and it's trying to make me covet and make me go astray. And next thing you know, my anger's rising and my pride's rising and my marriage is hurting and all these things. And that's what happens because Satan hates you. And he loves to distract you. He would love if you got so busy this year. He would love it. He would love it if you were a busybody. And if you had no purpose that was tied to God's mission. He would love it. And he won't even tempt you with necessarily bad things on the outside. He'll tempt you with something that's just so simple as laundry all the time. Maybe God wants us to read a book with our kids. And here's what I'm confident in. I'm confident in the Holy Spirit can lead and guide us in a way, if you let him in. I'm confident in that. I am. I'm so confident in God speaking to us through his spirit that shows us Jesus in his word. I'm confident in that. And so if you're asking, say, well, what do I do? How do I do that? I think the first place to start is say, I surrender God. I'm not in charge. I'm going to let you lead. And that is a hard prayer. 
Okay, that is so hard. Like everything of me for everything of you, all of me for all of you. <laughs> I know what that entails. You start praying hard prayers, God answers them. But it's cool because you gain things that nothing can buy. You do. And there'll be a wrestle. So when we think of goals, there's two angles I want us to remember today. Goal is amazing when it's birthed off the intentionality of convictions and it drives focus. Goals are amazing when they're intentional, when they're birthed off your convictions and when they are constantly driving you to focus on those things. Convictions meaning this, things that you know are important. I'm not talking about, you know, when the storm hits, you're not going to necessarily know what's important. When you're tempted and it's late at night, you're not necessarily going to remember that diet anymore. I love my wife. She was all serious because I'm, I'm, she's, she's such a great supporter. Crystal, you're the best ever. And I was telling her we're going to eat good, quit bringing junk in the house. I said, anything you got. We got kids. So, I mean, it's just normative that pack of Doritos walks in with them. And I said, everything is just thrown in the trash. So if you gave me anything recently, it was sweets. Don't worry. It was in the trash and it's okay. And I just didn't want it, didn't need it. And so the next day she's like, all right. She's like, boo, we're going to do this. We're going to get this. We're going to get online, admire shopping list, and we're going to get all vegetables and stuff. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I can't do that. And she's like, what? You're, you're giving me mixed messages. No, no, no. I can't do the plan thing. I can do the lifestyle thing. I can't do that exhaustion thing because I already know. I already know. If I say I can't have pizza, I'm going to want pizza more than if I know pizza's here. It's a lifestyle. That's what a goal should be like. Organic, systematic yet organic. Okay, so system is important, systematic yet organic. Those two things come together, it's beautiful. And then the second thing of goals is to remember that um, they can be very dangerous and we could start to tie our identity to them. So in 17, I want you to realize you have identity, you have purpose, you're complete, you're whole, you're made new now. There's this wave out there right now, the best is yet to come. Yeah, in heaven, but you know what? On earth, the best is now. It's the only thing we're promised. And Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. I don't want to work and then get to the end and find out, you know, Jesus wasn't building it with me. No, not happening. Not happening. God, check me, break me, and it hurts and it's good. And there's a filter for us, I believe. And it's a filter that I've used in my life and I've gotten. Um, I remember Pastor Dave shared something about this one time and, and I kind of modified it in my own through prayer and different things. And this filter, I think, will help you accomplish things that you want to accomplish in a way that's healthy and holy. And a filter being, is this bigger than myself? Do I need God? Do I need God? I need God to love people. I don't always love every second with everybody. Neither do you. You don't always love that. I get it. God can do that. I know I can't lead a church without God. It's way bigger than myself. God. Goal. That's filter. Second thing is, does it advance his local church? If God's coming back for his church, he's not coming back for my rap city. He's not coming back for your business necessarily. You know what I want my CD and you know what I want businesses to do? Tie it to the great commission, the bride. 
I believe that. Since he's coming back for his bride, all of our goals can filter through his bride in some way, shape or form, some capacity. So it doesn't mean that you're in the church every second. It can mean though you're intentional about what you do to support what God is doing on earth. Beautiful. Third thing was, does it, what does God care about most? He doesn't care about buildings. He doesn't care about any type of particular money. He cares about people, you, me. Those are the three things. Is it bigger than myself? Because I need faith. I need God. Is it two? Does it advance his local church, his bride? And does it three, impact and benefit people in the way that God would want us to benefit people? It's as simple today as love God, love people. And there's two things we can always do as we posture our hearts going in this year. Come on, there's two things we can do. We can say, one, God, I want to be faithful. And two, I want to give all glory to you. All glory to God. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. And here's the umbrella. You can't be faithful. You're not covered unless you have his steadfast love, okay? If you don't have a steadfast love, look, it's grace that we're faithful. It's grace. And so that word can be daunting because we think, oh, what do I got to accomplish? I got to be faithful. How do I be faithful today? Do I read enough books? What do I? No, look, look, look. Let his steadfast love in ask the right question and you'll be saying I'm sorry a lot more this year and it'll be okay because you'll get to the end of 17 and you'll miss some goals you'll miss some marks you'll miss some moments but I believe this that we'll maximize more of it with this type of heart this type of posture the message has it so beautiful verse 26 we're going to go back to that here's what the message says instead of his steadfast love endures forever here's what it means thank God who did it all His love never quits. Wow. So when you're exhausted, you're sick, I'm sick. When we want to quit, his love doesn't. Praise God. That gives us the strength in 17. That gives us the strength in 17. That gives us the strength in 17. God's love. Close with this analogy. Um, The family of God isn't like a seminar that you would find Tony Robbins speak at. You would find Tony Robbins material in the family of God, but you wouldn't just find that alone. What you would find is similar to a hospital, how you can pull up and be in an emergency state. You could pull up and just be visiting somebody. And then in that particular hospital, you have individuals that are in a life-threatening situation and they need critical triage care now. You can find people that are rehabilitating, that are starting to go and push through something. You're finding people that are having surgery because they need some serious adjustment now. You're finding people that are proactively getting checkups so that they can think about where to go going forward. You're going to find people just connecting and eating because they have found that, wow, Everything's busy out there, but this is all that matters in here right now. You're going to find people volunteering because they want to go connect with people. You're going to find clergy in there talking to people about what is the deepest things in life. You're going to find some people wanting to make it their profession to help people. Hospital. Doesn't that sound a lot like us? People walking in, they're on their last day, addicted, struggling, need emergency care. 
need heart surgery. Others that have been walking for a long time and you know what? It's time to volunteer. It's time to get your game face on. Some take you to the next level. Others that you just come and you visit every once in a while and you're like, no, I might get some food in the cafeteria. I'll be back. I love you. Can I get a parking pass before I go? Us. That's what we are. So this year, I want you to get connected like you've never been before. Get connected to God's heartbeat, his local heartbeat, his family, a heart for the family. Right after service, we are going to uh, meet in here for anybody that wants to learn more about City Life, get connected in City Life, join the dream team, which is uh, people that commit to serving uh, through a Sunday and throughout the week as simple as one time a month. because I just believe a family that uh, prays together, stays together, but plays together, like play together on a team. Good things happen. You get to meet people. And uh, we're also gonna talk more about root groups right after service. Uh, So I want to uh, pray for us. And then if Tina would come up and surrender all, I want us to, that to be the, the prayer of the room. And then we'll get about our day and we'll go find out if the Lions win and all that stuff. It'll be fun. We'll figure out how to pay all of our bills and do better at our job. And we'll start to network better and think of how I can get certified for more things and all those things. But hopefully it comes through the filter. You feel it? It comes through the filter. It comes through the filter. Jesus, I thank you that we are not in charge. I pray this morning that we would let love lead. God, your love. We would let you lead. God, lead us this year. Help us not to be busy. Help us to be at your feet. Jesus, help us to be at your feet and to remember you throughout it all. God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would lead each person, speak to each person. God, that you'd give us a deep hunger to learn more of your word and your playbook and how we can operate like the floor plan shows us exactly how to build God do a lot of course correction in this room it's not just about an external and what's visible but the internal and the invisible kingdom the compassion the mercy the love the grace the peace and God for each person I pray that we'd be faithful that we would give all glory to you. For some of us, that's, you've wired us that we, we work 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It's just how you wire some of us. And others, it's hard to work seven. I pray that you'd meet, meet each one of us on the road and call us higher. Call us into you more. Help us be better co-workers and friends and family members. Help us to take initiative when no one's looking that we'll submit everything to you and say, God, you have your way. We submit our lives to you. Our life's goal is you. We submit that all through you and your grace. Thank you, God. We surrender all. All of me this morning, all of us this morning, for all of you. Thank you that you give rest. We come to you today. We ask for your rhythm in 17. Your rhythm. And that we would pick each other up when we fall down. That we would laugh more. We would cry more. We would be more open. We would brace all the qualities in the kingdom of heaven. 
would invade this place now in Lansing as it is in heaven. Heaven in Lansing now. Jesus, thank you. God, for every family here represented and those that have broken homes and those that have come looking for drive and purpose this year. I pray that you just grab them up and say, hey, you're complete. Now let's go complete some things. God, carry us. Carry us. I thank you for the walks of life. Those that hunt, those that don't. Those that watch boxing, those that don't. Those that watch football, those that don't. Those that bake, those that don't. And I pray that you give us a deep love for each other. That we would be able to look back at this year and we would see, wow, we have made more steps to be one than we ever have. And to embrace each other's diversity, their distinctives, and how you made people unique. And that we would lean in and listen more. Wow, what would that be like? So we commit and we submit as a body here, as a family here. Have your way for us in City Life this year. All the things you're going to do, all the more videos, all the crazy impact we're going to try to go reach people. But God, let us always remember that sweet, sweet song that's being played. Heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.